Welcome to Sunday Serendipity. Both Richie Powers, Richie Jr. and Richie Sr. Glad to have you on the day of a county final, no less. Richie Sr. We'll talk about this wonderful book you're bringing out a little bit later on. But you scored four pints in the All-Ireland Final in 1982. Can you remember them? I, I can surely, Pat. I can, I, you know... Um, it was my first final, you know, it was, uh, it was a, a big, big occasion for myself at that, at that stage, you know, it was after coming, coming on to the Kilkenny panel from a junior club and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I just, I always, you know, felt that, yeah, it was, it was a massive occasion, you know, particularly going into an All-Ireland final, you know, and um, luckily on the day things went really, really well for me, you know, mm-hmm. and we went into that final as underdogs, uh, real underdogs, and, uh, you know, we uh, uh, the team itself put in a massive performance, and we we turned over Cork. Yeah, there was a, a freshness to the team that year, and the reason I say that is, and you said massive underdogs, and Cork beat all before them in Munster and beat Waterford in the Munster final by thirty-one points. That's right. Yeah, Cork were hugely impressive all mm. year, Pat. And uh, but look at it. I think you know Pat Henderson took over the job. Um, uh, late late eighty one, you know, and um, he he moulded a, a right panel together, you know, and um, uh, uh, you know I would have felt that over that over that ten ten year period in the eighties, there was a huge camaraderie amongst that group of players. But like on the day, like you know, you know the whole team had thought really really hurled well. But we felt ourselves, even though the papers were making Cork a massive uh, favourites, mm. we felt that things were going really w- uh, well in our own camp, you know, and uh, on the day that we really clicked. But the one um, image I have, Joe Hennessy, gathering the troops, gathering you all at half-time into the dressing room quick and get back out and finish the game. And, of course, Christie's two goals. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and I, I was delighted for Christie because... Um, like it was strange. I was seventy five. I was centre field in the minor team that uh, we, we won the Leinster final, and I, I was in the middle of the field with Josie O'Brien, Lord Mercy, and Josie now. But uh, Christie was actually corner back in that. He was he was uh, dropped off the panel after that Leinster final uh, completely, and I ended up in Christie's position mm. in that minor. I learned uh, left corner back. The only right. time I ever played in the backs uh, with a Kilkenny jersey on me. On me. Yeah. But uh, you know, I was thrilled for Christie because. You know, that was a huge disappointment for him, you know, and here we were then six, seven years later and mm. both was holding together and, and winning in All-Ireland. But look at these two goals were massive. Uh, I can remember the f- uh, Frank, Frank Cummins hit in the second one. The first one, he went up for and it, it went in off the top of his, uh, you know, it flew off the top of his fingers. But straight away after that, Frank Cummins, I think, won the puck out and he left it back in and, and Christy won it around with Martin Doherty. And like they were two, two massive uh, mm. scores in, in that All-Ireland. Yeah, and... I remember uh, watching it on RTE um, that particular day, the day of the final, and the, the two goals were so quick that RTE didn't show the second one live. Yeah, I, I, look at you, I, I can see what you're saying, Pat, yeah. because like the, Ger Cunningham poked out the ball straight away, I suppose it may be different now, you know, everything has changed and, and moved in different directions, but like Jared got the ball as quick as he could get and he let it out and Frank Cummins won it in the middle of the field and it was back on the edge of the square. So mm. I can see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you the know, the two came, yeah, yeah, the two came, came within a minute, quick, a, a yeah. minute like. 
you know, it was a huge boost to, to us because, like, we would have come from Division 1B. Mm. Like, when, when Pat Henderson, uh, when we started out on the road, we started in 1B and, and uh, you know, we qualified for the league semi-final and we had to go to Casement Park to beat Antrim to get, a, to, get to, the, uh, to the semi-final of the league. And, uh, you know, we went on then and won the league, but, like, to win that all-round, like, to, uh, and to get that start was, was huge. Mm, mm. Well, moving forward a year later... The freshness wasn't quite as evident, but then there was a tough uh, league campaign. Yeah, to see, Pat, you, you were after winning a, a league in All Ireland in '82. You were after coming back and winning the league in '83, and you know, like uh, Offaly and Wexford, and you know, I'd never be shy in saying this. Like, there was absolutely nothing between Offaly, Wexford, and Kilkenny in the eighties. Mm. You know, we had matches in Leinster that time were better than matches in Munster, like. And, you know, people will talk about Munster Hurland, and I know Munster Hurland at, at this particular time is very, very strong, but, like, um, we would have come through a tough campaign, you know, and then, then we had Galway, Galway in the semi-final, and, uh, but look at Cork, Cork were definitely going to come to try and right the runs of the, the, the year before, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, we went into the 83 All-Ireland, um, probably favourites, and, and, you know, it suited Cork, but, Look, it was a difficult day for Hurland. Mm. I suppose you'd have to say that was Billy Fitz's All Ireland. You know, he was he was awesome that day, and yeah. I was lucky enough to get the goal just after the start of the second half. Yeah, and, uh, can I, I remember that goal? Was Frank Cummins involved a little? No, Ger Finley. Ger Finley was involved. He he won position in the middle of the field, and he mm. came forward with it, and he laid, he laid it on to Harry Ryan, and mm. and Harry came 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 straight in, and he he threw it across to me, and. Probably lucky enough, looking back on it now and looking at uh, you know the replay of it, if I had taken it in my hand, I don't think I, I'd have got the room to to to, yeah. to put it in the back of the net. But look at it, it was a massive score that day because you'd have to say at half time like advantage Cork like with a with a storm behind him in the second half, you know. But we held on like it was look it was a huge achievement the double double in in them two years. Just I I think there was great delight in it for Kilkenny people that day that you got that goal and it kind of made people think that victory may be there for us yeah look at it I, you know I suppose you know Kilkenny has slipped into to Division 1B in the league like and, and um, you know we were going to Kerry we had drawn with Kerry right, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in 70 79 or 80 you know mm. so you know things were, were probably at a low ebb you know and like the opportunity I got to play with Kilkenny is uh, I, I we played in a, an intermediate replay. We won the junior in 79 and um, we got to the intermediate semi-final in 80 and we drew with Glenmore in a real good game on a Sunday and the replay was the following Saturday. Mm. And um, we were beaten. Uh, that Glenmore team would have had Willie Eddy, uh, O'Connor, Tichuel and Christy Heffern, you know, oh, and Paddy yeah, Murphy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they would have had a series, series strong team and they went on to win senior club all Ireland after. But mm. they beat us in that replay and I was coming off the field that day when Mick O'Neill, the chairman of the county board, called me to know that I would have travelled with Kilkenny the next day. And um, I was I was actually named centre forward, you know. Right, yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, they were probably... They were, you know, they, they just didn't seem to have their house up really, really organised, mm, you know, mm. at that particular stage. But, um, you know, it started from there and, and, you know, like, look, at we had a phenomenal run of it yeah. then, like, with the winning of the two leagues and the two double, honours. Double was brilliant. Ah, it was fantastic. I was, I was reading uh, Tom Ryan's book there and he mentioned that it hadn't been done, uh, the, like, win the league and the championship that year hadn't been done since 1933. 
Yeah, I didn't know that now, yeah. Pat, but I, 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 I do know. I think um, we were definitely the first team to come from Division 1B mm. in a lot of years to, to come on and win the, 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 the mm. Division A league final, you know. Yeah. And uh, look at Waterford were very strong that time. Wexford, we beat Limerick in the, the 83 league final. We beat Wexford in the 82, you That's know. Right, so, yeah. like, mm. you know, I go back again to Wexford and Offaly in the 80s, like they were phenomenal as well. Like, you know, on the day, there was only a puck of the ball between any three of us. Yeah, and just moving outside Leinster, weren't Clare brilliant at that time too? That's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Sure. Johnny um, Cannon and all those guys. And well, it took Kilkenny three three matches to take mm-hmm. him. In the, was it 77 or 78? Pat Delaney. They, 77. Yeah, one of those years. I yeah, can't one remember. Of the, the, those one years. Of, Eddie Kerr got a bad cut in one of those years on the forehead, wasn't it? That's right. In and one of those if I'm, If I'm not mistaken, um, Kilkenny would have won the All-Ireland 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, there's something telling me that they had gone on a on on on, their, on an all star trip or a trip, mm. and they came back and they played um they played the the, the league final I think to the third the third match, mm. and I think Pat Delaney nearly won it on his own that day, yeah. you know. But Duncan and Clare were very very strong, uh, yeah. absolutely like, and um, you know they were probably a little bit stronger before I came on the scene. Yeah. But like, we would have had fierce battles with them in in the league, like especially uh, in Tulla. They were never, they were, they were hardly beatable in Tulla. Yeah, you yeah. know, they were. They had a phenomenal record down there. They had, they had, yeah, they had, yeah, they had, yeah, they had yeah. you know. Even, even, yeah. even Galway and Salt Hill, uh, probably in the early 80s, it was, it was mm. uh, nearly an Oko area as well, yeah. like in the, in the league, like, you know. Mm. So, are there many of these stories and stories like that now in this wonderful book? Well, sure, look at, look at, the, there is, uh, um, I suppose, you know, Liam Hayes. Has been chasing me with three years to know that would would we go ahead and do this book and I was saying no 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 to him the whole time but anyway, why were you saying no? Richard? I, look at I, it's not it's not because I suppose first and foremost I, you know I, I probably never thought I'd ever hurl seen a hurling with Kenny coming from the club I was coming from and you know to to achieve that I, you know would have been uh, massive for myself like you know but. Uh, Never in the wildest, you know, not for a second did I ever think there'd be someone chasing me to it to know yeah. we do a book. But look at, you know, the fact that I suppose Richie and myself, uh, you know, both with the with the same name, and then John getting, uh, you know, playing in two all Irelands as well, you mm-hmm. know. So look at and um, you know Richie's two lads there. Should be look at the book will be there. The book will be there. So look at it's a, it's it's about it's about our journey with Kilkenny and uh, our journey with the club and. And the parish, you know, so it's only right, Richie. Yeah, no, yeah, it's sure. only right. Let's bring in Richie Jr. Richie, welcome to the program too. And Thanks, what was the household like when your dad was come home from an All Ireland? I suppose my first memory was the the ninety one All Ireland. Um, you know, and unfortunately they lost that one to Tipperary. But you know, I can remember the I can remember travelling up and. Obviously, the team coming home and the disappointment, you know, that that dad and and the players had, and um, I suppose I would have been four going on going on five at that stage. So, you know, that would have been my first real memory of and, that hurling. And does it hurt? It does. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, you know, because obviously, I suppose you're looking up. You you always look up to your dad, and you know when you see the disappointment and the the upset that's there, and even Mam was was very disappointed after that as well. So you you do feel it even being being a young child like that. So I suppose that was my first, you know, real inkling of it. Um, just, I suppose, the devastation having lost in All-Ireland. And then eventually you picked up the hurley yourself and 
what was the plan, what was the ambition? Oh, sure, look, um, I suppose no different to Jamie and Stephanie before me. We we would have had a hurl in our hand from probably the age of, of two, I suppose, at the, at the very latest. And, you know, hurling was was always in our in our household um, in Stonyford, you know, and I suppose for, for as long as I can remember, we were always out in the garden and off the gable end of the wall. And, you know, obviously, you know, with Dad's, with Dad's, you know, success and his career, I suppose all of our ambition was to, to hurl for Kilkenny as well, you know, but I suppose it all started off with Carrick Shock, which is, you know, where we where we all have to, I suppose, thank and um, we wouldn't be where, we wouldn't have got to where we were without Carrick Shock. So I suppose it was all about kind of starting off the journey with Carrick Shock and, you know, in the school in Stonyford as well and, and hurling schools under Tom, Tom Duggan and, um, you know, just kind of, I suppose, made you know, made steps from there then to, to eventually, you know, represent Kilkenny at under 14 level and, and thankfully I kind of continued on from there. And would your dad have been a, a tough taskmaster telling you what's right and what's wrong? Um, yeah, look, he was, look, dad, dad probably would have been involved with me from under 14 all the way to, I suppose, senior within, within the club, you know, and um, a huge, huge influence on, on me and my career, but... You know, it was great to have that experience as well because you know there was there was times you know that he would have given me advice and I wouldn't have taken it and it wouldn't have went my way. Do you know? I remember I think it was the league final in two thousand and five. Um, I was sick the week leading up to the game, and um, Dad advised me not to play the game because you know I was as weak as a kitten all week, and I suppose my first year on the senior panel. And being in a league final, I wanted to play, and I suppose I went against him, and I played, and I was taken off at half time. So you know, I, right. I think it was the Monday or the Tuesday after he he just passed the comment at home at the table that you know I, I listened to him the next time. I but, told you so. Well, more or less, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, do you know, and like, look, it was it was great to have that, do you know. And I suppose obviously looking back now, yeah, I should have listened to him. You know, you learn from your mistakes too. But um, you know, it was always great to have that soundboard there. You know, because obviously Dad hadn't been there and done it, and and you know, gone through all Ireland's and and that. You know, it was always nice to be able to to ask him his advice and how he kind of handled things. And he he probably would see things differently than I would have seen him. But then when you did play well and those points were going over and the freeze and all that, uh, was the praise there? Um. Sometimes um, it never lets you get too far ahead of yourself, um, which was which was good as well, you know. But no, look, there was always, you know, it was always it was always nice to kind of, I suppose, sit down after a game, and you know, even the other ones, I suppose, mum and dad were were probably the first two that I would have looked for in the stands, you know, after the games, and um, it was always nice then on the, the the couple of nights afterwards just to kind of meet up and and have a chat about it all. But um, no, look, absolutely, I think. The one, the one good thing about it is, there's always improvements, no matter how good you play. And you know, that'd be, you know, he'd have a great eye for things like that when it comes to hurling. And you know, he'd obviously always see one or two little things that you can improve on, and that's what you need. You know, you don't. I suppose it's nice to get the clap on the back, but you know, unless you improve for the next day, you know, you're only going to stand still, and you're not going to get better. And there's always the next day. You were part of this great, great team. All these players just happened to be in the one place at the right time, and then you had the wonderful Brian Cody, and no one will ever know what went on in that dressing room while Brian was in charge, but 
he had this will over you all, this power to bring it together, maybe not necessarily teach you the skills of the game, but certainly a father figure, and he brought this, as he called himself, this spirit into the dressing room and out onto the pitch. Is that a good way of looking at it? Yeah, look, absolutely, Pat, you know, um, I suppose I'd, I'd always be the first to, you know, say it, you know, since I retired that I was extremely lucky to come with the team and the players that I came with um, at the time that I came with. You know, if I had to come five years earlier or five years later, I wouldn't have had the success that I had. And I, I put that all down to, obviously, the players, number one. And I suppose Brian then, you know, gelling it all together. And um, I suppose, as you said, building that spirit within the dressing room, which is what he set out to do at the start of his managerial tenure. So, you know... I I find myself, you know, no different to dad with Frank Cummins, Joe Hennessy and and the list goes on, you know, to have I suppose shared a dressing room with Henry, JJ, Tommy, Jackie, DJ, you know, you know, but the the list the list goes, you know, the list goes on and there's a lot of names on, you know, that I haven't mentioned, but you know, I was extremely lucky. Um, you know, and to have played with, you know, so many of the best players that have probably ever played the game and you know, obviously under Brian then as well, who who probably go down as the best manager mm. of all time. So, you know, extremely lucky to come when I did, um, and just to be part of it was 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 a dream. Yeah, from a supporter's point of view, um, you were certainly a cog in the wheel with all those great names. People will sympathise for your injuries as well. That they know that you have been unlucky with injuries down through well a few of the later years anyway. Yeah, I suppose. Look, you know, I suppose the big thing for me, Pat, was you know when I, when I, when I, I suppose got into the Kilkenny team and you put the jersey on your back, you you want to leave it in a better place than when when you got it. And you know, if if I did that, you know, I'd be happy with me my eleven seasons. And um, obviously, the injury side of things, it didn't end the way that I wanted to end. Do you know, a lot of players get to you know finish on their own terms. Unfortunately, I didn't get that opportunity. But you know you look back on your time and would you change things? Probably not. Um, but I, I certainly thought that I, I had a couple of years left in me anyway, you know, at, at inter-county level, you know, let alone, I suppose, wanting to go back to the club and give give as many years as I could with them. But I suppose, unfortunately, both those were, were cut short for me. Do you watch players, say, in your position, half forward, full forward line, do you watch them and say you would do that differently? You would in such a position when the dropping ball is coming in uh, does is it something you do or does it bother you at all uh, oh no absolutely look at it it's it's certainly something that I do and you know I suppose I've, I've kind of gotten into coaching and manage, managing myself you know since and um, I suppose the only thing that's probably different is 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 the style of hurling and, and the style of play now a day is, is is a lot probably different to when I was playing and that's that's not a, you know it's not 15, 20 years ago, you know, it's less than 10 years ago, but I suppose Hurland has gone to a completely different level, um, you know, at, at, at the level that has been played at, at the moment. And um, yeah, you, you'd look at it and, you know, think, would you be, I suppose, would you be able for, um, you know, t- at the way it's been played now, you know, con- compared to 10 years ago. But um, certainly, look, there's there's certain aspects of Hurland that you, you'll always kind of look at and you'll, you'll judge and you'll kind of look at players and, you know, obviously think that they could do better, but... Um, I suppose that's that's par- part and parcel of it, mm. you know, I suppose being a hurling supporter. Was there one player that stood out that a little bit more tricky than the others? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say, I suppose, 
you know, from, I suppose, an inter-county scene, you know, I would have always had great battles with the likes of a Paul Curran from Tipperary, um, you know, and even Paddy Maher, I suppose, towards the latter end as well. You know, just, I suppose, Paul Curran to me was, you know, battle-hardened. He was, he was tight, he was tough, he was physical. He, you know, he never gave you an inch and he was always on, on your coat tail and um, we, we had some great battles down through the years. Um, and I suppose then within, within our own setup, you know, Noel Hickey, you know, me and Noel would have had great laughs inside and training some nights because we were always put on each other, marking each other. And we, we spent years marking each other in Nolan Park, you know, and he was, he was one of the best fullbacks that I would have ever heard on, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but look, there's, there's, there's so many players out there um, that you, I never took any player for granted, you know, so any player that I would have marked at club or inter-county level, you treat them with exactly the same respect because, you know, they're, they're there on merit and you just have to, you know, you have to be at the top of your game. And Richard Senior, the same question for you was, I think you were, you were nearly bursting to answer that question. <laughs> you must have had someone in mind. Dad, well, Pat, you know, when you when you get a second or 30 seconds to think about it, like, I'd look back on the likes of Niall Rigney and John Taylor of Leash, um, Pat Delaney, Ger Cochran of, of Wexford, or uh, Offaly and Colin Dorn and John Conlon of Wexford, like, you know, they would have been, they would have been massive. They'd be serious players on the half-back line. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of my hurling on the half-bar line with Kilkenny, so I would have been on them, let it be at centre-back or wing, or wing, or centre-forward or wing-forward, you know, but... Then you had Dermot McCurtain and, you know, I played on him in the All-Ireland and in 82 for 20 minutes of that game. I probably hadn't felt the weight of the ball and then I, I just I went up and got one over his head and turned and I put it over the bar and, you know, I changed the the, 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 the the run of the game for myself, like, you know, but look at you, you know, you'd have, to, there'd be some, some tremendous players like, and, you know, the likes of Niall Rigney and John Taylor, players that might never have been recognised maybe as much as other players would have been because they mightn't have been hurling at the busiest end of the, of the year. Like, but like they, they were tremendous players for Leash. Like, and, and, you know, and I, I'd always have massive respect for them, for these players because, you know, they probably know at the start of every year they're not going to be walking up the steps of the Hogan stand or the steps of Turles to, to, to pick up a league, a league title. Like, but, you know, so you'd have to give players like that massive credit. Um, going back to those years... And if you were going for a treble, treble, it was Leash that ended it. That's that's right. Um, uh, like Leash, better was in the in the Centenary Cup uh, Cup uh, final in in Crow Park. Mm. So that'll tell you, you know, how how competitive Leash were. Like and uh, like eighty four, uh, we played Leash in Doctor Cullen Park. And if I if I'm not wrong in saying this, Paddy Pendergrass broke his leg the same day. Mm. And uh, it probably at least were actually ahead of us at that at that part, at that particular stage. Like mm. so, and 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 in fairness, Leash, I just thought that the Leinster Council were very very unfair to them because they had they had four or five matches uh, in a row uh, coming into that first round of the Leinster Championship, and they look they looked for us to be put back a week, but it didn't happen. Didn't so, happen. but look at we we got over him, Pat. We got over him, Doctor Colin Park, and uh, we went to um, we went to Crow Park then, and we played Wexford. Uh, Brian was injured. Uh, Dick O'Hara was full back the same day, and uh, was, there was very, very little in it. And this ball came in, and Tony Dorn, um, he just went up and grabbed it. And I, 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 I was after coming off at the time, and I was just sitting right in line with it. And I just felt that Dick O'Hara did absolutely everything. He covered the side that 
Tony Doran had normally come to, but for some reason he just wheeled the other way mm. and it just opened up for him and, and uh, I think the best would be two points that day but yeah. look what we were after having now you know I suppose that them times we didn't get the training that the lads are getting now and like you know but we we, were, we, we had a long road that time you know and I remember you know tired bodies in the shower of, of, of that day after weeks of beating it's like you know and we, you know we have been going two and a half years non-stop like you know but I suppose it's different now, you, you know, the, the whole thing has moved on, players are, are mm. fitter and everything, like, you know. Yeah, you're talking about the championship, but um, it was Leash, I think, that ended your reign as league champions in a game in uh, Croke Park. I think it was, it could have been that's a league right. semi-final or something. That's right, yeah, that's right, they did. And and, and that, that that would have been, um, th- that would have been 84. Uh, uh, 84, that's right. 84. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I, early I, I, 84. In the centenary uh, uh, cup final as mm. well that year. It was just a once-off a once tournament. The fact that it was the centenary of, of the GA. Yeah, once-off tournament, but they also had a follow-up. The Ford, do you remember that? The year after, do you remember um, Dick O'Hara lost his eye in one of those particular games? I think it could have been the final. It wasn't, no. I, I, yeah. I, 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 this we weren't planned to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we weren't to talk about this. Look at look at you're you're going back a long long yeah. way, and, and mm-hmm. I, I do remember the day. If uh, I think it was Galway that who that's right. played that that's day, right. that Dico got the mad injury. That's right. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but um, but look at I I didn't know I I, I would have thought myself for the league, but look at we're we're looking back. <laughs> we're looking back forty years. Yeah, I remember they had the Ford Centenary or the Centenary Cup. That's right. And then Ford sponsored the following year, so that would have been eighty-five. Um, See, like yeah. if you look at you look at Leash that time, you know you had, you had the bo- two Owen brothers in in the back. So you had John Taylor, you had uh, Niall Rigney, you know you had PJ Cuddy, Martin Cuddy. That's right. They yeah. had they were they, they were serious team. opposition. Yeah. yeah. Were, and yeah. look at it was brilliant for Leinster Hurling. Like, mm. You'd love to see him coming back again. Like you know, yeah. going back to Richie Junior, a great career. Plenty of all Irons played in plenty, won plenty, and the great team under Brian Cody. So, what's in the book? Um, I suppose. Look, it, it was. I suppose as, as Dad alluded to earlier on. You know, this was the idea came about pre-COVID, and then I suppose once COVID kind of came around, the idea we well, I kind of felt the idea was was gone. It was missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I suppose Liam was was in contact with Dad again, so. Look, for, I suppose from my own point of view, what's in the book is, I suppose, from a very young age all the way through to retirement, Pat, um, what it was like growing up in, in, in the household at home and, and Stonyford and just my journey with Carrie Shock and then obviously with Kilkenny. Um, and then obviously there's there's probably bits in it, you know, in relation to my own, I suppose, issues off the field um, for a couple of years as well. So... Um, we thought I touch on that in the book, and then just I suppose family is probably the, the the real I suppose reason why I wanted to do the book. You know, I I would never have had any interest in doing a book myself on my own. Um, when the idea came to get had do it with Dad, I jumped at the chance. But then obviously, you know, Jamie, Stephanie, Suzanne, Mam have all had an input into it as well. You know, and it's it's something that we'll always have. Um, it's something that. You know, we'll be on the, the mantelpiece no matter what. And, um, you know, I've 
Rory and Richie Og, you know, who's who's 21 months, you know, it'll be there for him to look mm-hmm. at in, in years to come and to look back on granddad, let alone dad. It's going to be it's going to be brilliant for that reason. Just going back to the hurling, the point that evening in Croke Park, this free Hawkeye, 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 yeah. What what was the feeling there? We all thought it had gone over, of course. Um, Look, I, I think the 70-plus thousand in, in Crow Park thought it had gone over, Pat, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I can I can remember like it was yesterday, to be honest. I, I was standing, I'd say, probably no more than 10 yards away from Bubbles when he was hitting the free, but I didn't actually look at him hitting it. I, I turned around and I was looking up into Hill 16. Why didn't you look at him? I just... I just couldn't. I knew. I knew if it went over, the game was over. He couldn't miss. I, I don't. I, I don't think people thought he could, um, because he was after having a, an unbelievable game. I think mm. he scored seven points that day. I think five of them could have came from from play, from play and his confidence was up. Um, I suppose we, we were in, we we had ourselves in a position to win the game, and and they came back at us, and then they had this one opportunity to to finish us off. I suppose, and I just. As I said, I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. Um, looked up into Hill 16, the ball was hit, the crowd went wild. I was sure it was over the bar. And then I saw kind of the screen to the left-hand side where the old Mally stand was and the Hawkeye was, was called. And when I, I just took a glance at the, the screen and the, the X came up and I knew then. Lovely. I knew the game was over. He blew it up at the, the following puck out and we, we got another day. So um, probably... If the Hawkeye wasn't there, it would have been a given. It would have yeah. been a given. Um, yeah. And that's the reality of it. The crowd, the umpires. I actually think my own cousin Owen in the goal, if you look back on it, felt it was over because he went scrambling around in the goal for a ball to puck out it quickly to try and maybe get a, an opportunity to draw level. So um, I suppose, look, thankfully for Hawkeye, it was the first year it was used. This may be a foolish question, but how aware are you of the scoreboard no it's not a foolish question I suppose as a player you have an idea how the game is going mm. being involved in it do you know you're not you're not looking at the scoreboard looking to see is it a point this way or a point that way you know you, you know in your own head and you yeah. know in your own mind how it's going obviously you know if it's coming towards the latter end of a game and it's really tight and it's really close you know you want to know if there's maybe one or two between you but you'll always take a glance at it you know you'll always have it you know you'll always have a chance to glance at it but no, I, I don't think it, it becomes it becomes a massive issue, you know, during a game. Um, and as you said, like no matter what ground you're in these days, there's there's visible scoreboards for everyone to kind of see. Mm. You're recognised for your point scoring, but you did get many goals as well, and uh, the cheers were uh, loud and deafening when you did. Yeah, look, it was. I suppose it was always nice, um, you know, and. I suppose being a forward and, and, and especially on the inside forward line, you're you're more or less kind of tasked with that with that job, you know, and um you know, sometimes it, it comes from being in the right place at the right time and, and other times then it comes from, you know, creating your own creating your own opportunity and taking it as well. But, you know, I suppose looking back and and really it was only during kind of I suppose writing the book that it was made kind of obvious to us, but uh, you know the fact that myself, John, and Dad have all scored a goal in an All Ireland final is, is is probably pretty special as well. You know to to have the three was it from the same household and having done that, you know. So you know I suppose having that record as well is it's it's a nice thing to have. And you know me and John were lucky in 2014 that I suppose we we both got the goals that you know got us over the line in the replay, you know, and that was definitely a 
a great day and a special day for the family. Is it easy score a goal in an All Ireland? <laughs> easy, um, I don't know. Look, if it's put on a plate for you, I, I'd say yes. But look, it's never look. It's never easy. Um, you know, it's a pressure situation, and and you know, I suppose sometimes it is about being in the right place at the right time, and and other times then it's about making your own look. So you know, obviously when it hits the back of the net, it's it's a great feeling, and you know, it's it's, it's a huge boost to the team and. You know, I suppose as I said, it's 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 your job. You know, if you're if you're picked on a forward line or a full forward line, you know, you have to bring that goal threat. And you know, I think that we we would have you know succeeded in that on on, on many of occasions. Richie Senior, where were you on the night that Bubbles brought Hawkeye to its, <laughs> its use? Yeah, sure. We were sitting in the middle of the Hogan stand, yeah. uh, Pat. You know, yeah. um, you know, it was an epic final and. Um, you know, looking back on it, yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have felt myself where he stood over the ball that he would miss it. Mm. You know, because he had a very, uh, he had a particularly good, uh, good game on the day. Like, but look at it, that's the way it goes. And, and he had a pretty you know, good rare there as well. Well, that's it, that's it. And um, you know, obviously, I say every Kilkenny supporter in the grounds that day when he got that free, they just felt that. Time was against us, like, and and that we're, you know, if this goes over, it's going to be very difficult to try and get it back. Get it now. I I would have felt myself that if, it, if he had scored it, you know, the referee might he might leave the puck out. Uh, he might let it, uh, you know, come to the ground or come come out of the air and and well, a good like if Kenny won it, he might just leave it play on. But look at that's only that's only yeah. hearsay, like that's yeah. only hearsay. More often than not, that like, works against you. You have you, you know you'd, you'd have to acknowledge. I, I think there was three or four, maybe five years there of unbelievable matches between Tipperary and Kilkenny. Mm. Uh, I, I just felt they brought Hurland to another level uh, in, in them particular years because like, that was a squad of players that Kilkenny will never... It's very, very hard to see it in, in anyone's lifetime to see it, 25 or 30 players of the quality that came together. They just all came at the one time. And, you know, that doesn't happen. Like, that, mm. that doesn't happen. It's... it's you know, Limerick are, are in a very strong position at the moment, but um, I, I just I just wouldn't think that they, they would have maybe 25 players that they could uh, they could throw in any of the 25. Like whereas I felt Kilkenny were in that position, and we're in in that position for maybe for seven or eight years. Like mm. you know, so look at it. It was it was a massive time for for Kilkenny people. Like and and uh, you know, I suppose we got to a stage where we maybe did not appreciate. You know the 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 last few of the Allers that we we won because it was happening so often. Like mm. you know, because sometimes you have to have a famine to really appreciate. You, you know, the, uh, it was like St Joseph's in Leash last last Sunday in in the in the football county final. Like they they would have been a serious strong senior football team in Leash for years. I used to travel Leash for years, forty years, and uh, they would have been one of the kingpins. But that was their first in twenty three years, and the colour and the bunting that was up that famine like. Mm. You know, yeah. for Lehby Clubber County, it, mm. it makes it all the more sweeter then when you when you do get over the line. Mm. We're going to take a little break. We're here with Richie Power Junior and Senior, and very welcome to Sunday Serendipity they are. After the break, we're going to chat about this wonderful book, Father and Son Team, bringing out a book, a most unusual publication and a most unusual idea, and we'll talk about that after the break. Welcome back. Here with Richie Power Senior and Richie Power Junior, and we're after going through many memories, and we managed to uh, 
Go back as far as 1982, we originally asked Richie Power Sr. if he remembers the four points he scored in that year's All-Ireland. That year's victory over Cork and they repeated those then in uh, 1983. We move on to the present, gentlemen. Richie Power Sr. and Richie Power Jr. would like to invite anyone who would like to go to Langton's for the launch of their new book, a book packed with stories. It's called Power, a Family Memoir. Um, who's going to talk to me about the book? Richie Jr. I know we, 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 yeah, we kind of uh, skirted over it a little bit earlier on. But. Yeah, the Flesh and Blood series, um, I suppose it's, it's something that... Sh- Liam Hayes and, and his company Hero Books have, have done before um, with the likes of the, the three Dooley brothers and Offley and you know John Myler and David Myler and I suppose myself and dad with the same name you know he approached us pre-Covid um, to see would we be interested in doing it and you know I think dad was a little bit reluctant at the start and I you know I suppose from my own point of view it was something that I was interested in because it was I would have been doing it with dad and, and the family do you know and, and did you feel that you've been through enough to warrant going along with the idea um I suppose look uh, being true enough I suppose you know we, we we've both had you know very I suppose successful careers um I suppose in different eras and you know that in itself I suppose was probably the reason that that Liam approached us and you know I suppose going back through our history with Carrick Shock and you know the the defeats and the the upset and and you know everything that we've done I suppose look there's there's plenty there and you know people people that buy the book will will, will see that you know in the book and um you know it's, it's I suppose look from our own perspective it's a very honest book um it starts from the very start um you know from when I was young growing up um goes back to when dad was you know, living in Cork and, and travelling up to, to Kilkenny for training and um, it just starts from there really and, and kind of takes its its own course from there then. And putting the words to paper, was it a, a long, arduous task? Were you in constant demand for stories? Um, no, I suppose, look, the, 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 the huge thanks there goes to Dermot Keyes, who, who was the author. Um, I suppose I started with Dermot back in in. February. Um, it was around the time actually mam and mam and dad travelled to Australia to, to my sister Suzanne. So I, I spent about six or eight weeks once a week with Dermot um, just talking. Like literally it was just, I suppose in a way, kind of shooting the breeze. But Dermot, Dermot kind of had a direction in what way yeah. he wanted each meeting to go. Yeah, they had this gift of putting it all together, yeah, don't they? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he was brilliant. He was brilliant over the course of the, the eight weeks. And, and then I suppose he had his probably 15, 16 hours with me done and then he, he met with Dad then after that. So And Dad, uh, Richie Senior, do you feel you got a fair crack at the whip? Had you as much to offer? Ah, yeah, look, look at when, when we decided to go ahead with it, mm. you know, we, we, there was no point in holding back and, you know, Annie myself started in Cork and we get, we get, you know, two and a half years in Cork and, uh, you know, I think there's... There, like there was no point in saying that things were difficult uh, and probably no different than any young couple starting off in life, you know, and we had Jamie and Stephanie and, and um, then then we lost uh, Celine Mary uh, the week of the All-Ireland semi-final 82 and that was... Tell me more about that, Richie. That was really... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're here of that now. I mean, you know, it's a sad part of your life. Yeah, yeah. Know. Look, at just um, it was the Friday evening before the All-Ireland semi-final and... Um, 
I was out cutting the grass, and uh, I remember coming back in, and and uh, and said to me she hadn't she wasn't feeling you know overly well, and I said, you know, will we go down to the hospital, and she said no. She said I look at I'll, I'll sit down, relax, and I said if I'm not feeling any better in the morning. So Saturday morning came anyway, and we went down to down to, uh, to Queensworth, I think, to do the shopping, and I said to her, how are you? And she said, look, and she said, I think I'll go over to the hospital, and um, so uh, we went over to the hospital, and and we were there quite a while, and I had I had uh, Jamie and Stephanie, and so I, I left her be, and uh, I just went back up with the, the groceries to the house, and uh, I fed the two lads, and uh, came back down, and she said, look, at, um, she said, keep me in, you know, and... Um, you know, I had to, um, I had to go then in a, a kind of a rage to get the two lads looked after. Um, so we had we had very good friends in Carrie Tool, Tom and Tess Whelan. So they they took Jamie and Stephanie, and um, I got up the next morning. I got on the train in Cork, and I went to the the Ashley Hotel, and uh, I rang back, and um, and Anne said to me um, the, that she was being left out and that she was going out to carry tool out to Tom and Tess to see the game and I you know I just took I felt that everything you know everything was fine and and uh, so um I came back after the game and I had a had a bite to eat in the Ashling and I got on the train and came back to Cork and Tom clicked me in, in Cork and you know it was probably 10 12 minutes out to carry tool you know and I went in the car, I'd say three or four minutes, and I just, I kind of got, I got a sense that there was something not right, because Tom would be a really bubbly kind of a, a guy, and uh, he was very quiet himself, and yeah. the nearer I got to carry him, the carry tool, I just, I just felt, I, I knew there was something wrong. Did you ask him straight out? I didn't, I no. didn't, because I said I'd wait, so when I got to the house, um, and was in, <coughs> I was in the room, and uh, we were on our own, so... She knew Sardine, and uh, <clears throat> she didn't say anything to me, you know. So well, you couldn't, you couldn't be told. No, no, no. no. And look, it was a tough decision. And you understand that? I can, yeah, I can. You know, she, I, I can see where she was coming from. It wasn't easy on herself, mm. you know. But look, at that, that was a tough time. That was, that was, a, you know, we had three weeks then between that semi-final and the final, and uh, Celine was by, born the following Tuesday. And I can sense it in your voice that you still feel it. Ah, look at look at that was, uh, you know, I I suppose you take that to the grave with your pat. You know the, that particular that weekend and and the week uh, the week that followed, like you know, it, it, it never it never leave you really. You know, I I, I I hate to ask it, but how did the match go? No, we won the game. We we, we yeah. beat we beat Galway in the semi final, and I right. I was coming That's down on, I was coming down on the train. I was after scoring one three and. I was, I suppose, I was six foot tall. You know, I was mm. delighted with myself that I had had gone so well. Quickly changed, and I changed very yeah. quick. Yeah, did yeah. Look, it was, and you know, she was born Tuesday, and, and she would, you, you just think she was asleep in your arms, like you know. But look at, and you know, and refers to it on the book that uh, twelve months earlier, uh, Stephanie had been born, and she had met, um, she had met a lady from Middleton, and uh, she had a still baby born that 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 particular weekend and 12 months later the, the thing was reversed so mm. you know it, it works in mysterious ways doesn't it it works in mysterious ways yeah and all the words in the world make no difference no no um look at you you just have to 
stick together and and move on with it you know and and you know time as time moves on you know you I don't think you ever forget it, and, no. and like I'd never forgot, you know, that that night from the Cork Air, uh, the Cork train station to Carry Tool will live with me forever because yeah. I just felt I knew Tom very very well. He was a great friends of ours, and I just felt on the way out that there was something not right. And did Tom say anything to you afterwards? No. Uh, he, he he said he said look at it. He said. You know, like Anne was in an awful way because the fact that she hadn't told me Saturday evening, mm. but she felt that was the best. Uh, you know, that there was nothing could be done mm. at that particular stage. You know, yeah. the the child was just gone. But um, so look at it. It wasn't easy on Tom either. Like he probably didn't know. He probably preferred to say nothing and just come out and mm. you know, and his Anne and myself just, mm. you know. Yeah, so this is the other side of Harlan, isn't it? Well, that's it, Pat, and uh, not too many people would have mm. have known that you'd have gone through that uh, the weekend of an All Ireland semi final, and then you know coming into an All Ireland, you know you had you, we had to take her down to Kilkenny and bury her, like, and and you know what I mean. So yeah. it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. No, no. it's mentioned in the book. It is mentioned in the book. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. And it did is. you? Had uh, kind of different thoughts, mixed feelings about putting it in the book. Well, not not really, Pat, because yeah. it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was the weekend of an All Ireland semi final of eighty two. It was it was my first, uh, you know, massive game, and uh, even though we had one length to lay, but you're going into the unknown again, like when you're going into, you know. So look, no, and and was happy enough just to talk through it and. Look, it's it's truth to truth. It's it, it happened. You know what I mean. So, you know, like I said, you know, those times like and you know, rearing a family financially, it's not simple. You know, and you're trying to stay holding with your county, and you know, but like Anne was Anne was huge because she had a massive interest in the game as well, and she was brilliant for the lads. Like when I was away training, like you know. So look at all of that's in it, and. Uh, I, you know, if you're going to go ahead and do a book, like, there's no point in, in hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. look, there's a, there's a lot in it, and the decision that we made to come back to live in Kilkenny, and, and we were very, very happy in Cork at the time, and it was a, an opportunity that came up, and mm. Tommy Hine was secretary of our club at the time, and maybe only he sent the, uh, the, 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 the Kilkenny people to me. Mm. We, we might have stayed at Cork. And what brought you to Cork in the first place? Well, I was just, I just walking there, and I just walking there, and... Uh, and uh, look at we, we we have to look at I have to say and the extraordinary thing about it is, you know, we had we had three great years in Cork, almost three great years in Cork, and I won my five all Ireland that I won, mm-hmm. uh, big Cork in seventy five in the minor, big Cork in under twenty one, and big Cork in the in the three seniors. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like eighty two would have been an extra special, like the fact that what we had gone through in the couple of weeks. You know, between the semi-final and the, and and the, and Celine being born and uh, and then living in Cork and you know Mick Malone's brother who was working with me at the time it, Mick that played centre forward with Cork and um, Connie Malone and like the banter we had the week yeah. we into that Ireland and like they were all waiting for me when I, I, I drove into South Douglas Road on the Friday evening to to park up like and and uh, they were all saying it was going to be a long journey home but in fairness to them all they they wished they wished me well like look at we we got great. We got great kick out of that, and you know. Then when we went back to Cork, like we, you know, it was easy to go back with a smile. Yeah, was '83 the icing on the cake then? Well, it, I, you'd have to say it would be because, you know, if Cork had come in '83, 
like there was such a there was such roar in our favours in eighty two, mm. and and then if that come back in eighty eighty three, they'd probably have come and said like it was just an off day. But the fact that we turned them over twice, yeah, you know, and and like that was a series cock team when you look at us, Ray, you know, Ray Cummins, Barry Murphy, you know, Tom Cashman, uh, Dermot McCurtain, mm. you know, they were like they were. John Finton, there were stars all over the field. And Mark Doherty came over from America. That's right. Yeah. Doherty was after, um, obviously, you know, he was after being uh, promoted in his job and mm. he had been shifted out to Chicago, I think. So they brought him back for the 82 all Ireland. Now, I don't think he played in the 83 one, Pat. No, I don't no, think he did. No, he did. No, I think he played in the 82 all Ireland. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he was on Christie, wasn't he? He was on Christie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, I look at. He probably often said to himself, "After I might be a better off <laughs> to finish when I did go to Chicago." Ah, uh, it was a, a terrific year. The two, um, both years, Richie Junior. Again, we just want to kind of finish up on the book. The launch is in Langtons on the first of November. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Pat. Yeah. Um, Wednesday night at eight Wednesday o'clock. Night. Um, and look, I suppose. The big thing is it's it's an open invitation to anyone that might, you know, want to come along and, and be interested in coming along to it. Um, you know, we'll have a couple of guest speakers on the night and, and then some some special guests then to launch the book. But, you know, again, I suppose to mention, um, you know, proceeds of the book um, will be going to the home care team in Kilkenny and uh, Cushnore as well. So, right. you know, that's okay. that's probably a big thing from it as well. And, you know, it's... It's just about kind of getting the word out there, um, and as I said, the, you know, we, we'd be happy to see, I suppose, as many people there as possible, or as many people that are interested in coming on the night, and um, you know, we'll be looking forward to it, and um, hopefully, hopefully, it'll all go well. Anyone who sees the advertising poster, Richie Power, is with Frank Cummins, Christy Heffernan. Jerry Henderson and Noel Skeen. What a position to be in in that picture. Best of luck to both of you. Thanks, Pat. What a chat we're up to having come back through the years. Good luck with the book. It's been launched in Langton's on Wednesday the first of November. Wednesday yeah. the first November, eight PM. Everyone's welcome. Everyone welcome and it'll be on sale in all good bookshops from there on. Yeah. And it's an open invitation, Pat. Open invitation. That yeah. means I can go then. Richard. Anyone can go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, lads. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, and I uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Richie Power, Junior and Senior, with us here on Sunday Serendipity on this special hurling day in Kilkenny, County Final Day.